Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Mediac Podcast. This week, we it is a beyond special week. This is the first time that you will be able to see both me and Jack, and even more importantly, we have a special guest star, uh, Stephen McKenley Henderson. Would you like to introduce yourself a little bit for anyone who doesn't know anything about you? Oh, uh, well, um, I've, I've been an actor and a professor of uh, theater for some years. Uh, you know, I... I retired from the University of Buffalo, where I taught acting for 30 years, and uh, I've been uh, working on stage primarily, and then now recently in the last 10, 15 years uh, in film. And I've I've done Broadway and off Broadway, and film and television, and uh, and I still teach from time to time uh, workshops and master classes uh, in acting, and. Um, you know, I don't know what else that, that you know, <laughs> I, I, I went to school everywhere, you know, I, everywhere I went, I went to school, but I was in group one at the Juilliard School when they first started uh, uh, an acting, uh, uh, you know, track there in the... Uh, so like the, the very division. first acting class? The, the, what, the first drama, yeah, drama division in 1968, they started wow. uh, an acting school at Juilliard and, uh, and I was in group one. I was in the first group of that. That and, is uh, honestly amazing. It's it's honestly quite an honor to have you on the podcast. Yeah, Thank you so much for that. We're super, super excited. You oh, know, I'm glad to do it. Well, you know, Zach, I'm here because your uncle, you know. <laughs> yes, that is exactly <laughs> what you uh, he, was, he was a student. I, I can't, I honestly, he, he told me that he was going to have the opportunity to talk to you. I, I never thought in a million years that it would actually go through. And we'd even have you on the podcast. It yeah. is, it, it is beyond an honor uh wednesday was when we found out that you were going to be on it and we were actually recording our episode for the week and I, the reaction i i started screaming i was so yeah, excited it's a great episode <laughs> right at the end well i'm glad to do it out. i'm glad to do it uh your uncle was uh was great to, for him to get back in touch with me and uh you know after a lot of years i mean it was a long time yeah that's uh, what you said but, but it was just at the right time i had just done uh because i've only done two commencement addresses uh in my life and i don't think i'll do anymore i, I hope not because it really did take a lot of my hair out and turn the rest gray and uh you, you really you really want to make sure you're saying something that that's meaningful and inspiring and i did one at juilliard and received a honorary doctorate there and i just did one at the university of north carolina school of the arts in western salem and received an honorary doctorate and it's at that time that uh, that you know your 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 dad uh, uh, I mean your uncle reached out you know was looking around trying to find out where where how he get in touch with me and that's when he saw that commencement address got in touch with my manager and you know and then that's that's it that's how we connected. That's amazing. I, I, yeah. It's so lucky that this happened to happen and I could not be happier about it. And uh, I'm I'm so sur- I'm still surprised that you agreed to be on our, our like, uh, not very popular podcast. <laughs> oh, rinky dink, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, I mean, a couple of things. First, it was Brian, you know, your yeah. uncle. And then the other thing is, I heard you guys were in Pittsburgh. Yes, yeah. And it's like, you know, one of my favorite uh, cities <laughs> in all the world because uh, I worked with Aldous Wilson for mm-hmm. quite a few years. And uh, and I worked down there in Pittsburgh. You know, I did uh, uh, at the Pittsburgh Public Theater, did a show with Aldous down there. And we filmed the, the film Fences, Denzel Washington, yeah. Viola Davis, and we filmed it in Pittsburgh. 
And I come back and forth there from time to time to see friends and, and do things uh, uh, there with the, the newspaper guy, Chris Rawson, uh, is, a, is a critic and a, a writer there. And uh, Mark Suther, who runs a thing called the, a Pittsburgh Playwrights Theater. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I said, this is, a, this is a lot of synchronicity, man. I got to do this. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. That's really uh, interesting. I, I didn't know until we were doing all the research that it was Fences was filmed in Pittsburgh. That blew my mind. I was so yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, in the Hill District. Yeah, yeah. That was uh oh, that was a joy. Because I met August and worked down there with him. And uh so when Denzel tried to introduce some of the family to the cast, and he was introducing the cast to some of the family, and they all said, Oh, you don't have to you don't have to introduce us to Steve, man. We know him come on. You wanna you wanna introduce us to this guy? He's been around and worked with August and that, so that was a really a, a moment of, uh, of of just great joy and to be a part of that film. It's a, it's a wonderful film, and uh, he's a wonderful writer and uh, and Denzel's a great guy. We had done the show on Broadway, you know, and uh, and he had he and he and Viola uh, uh, both uh, you know were honored uh, for that production, and he could have done that play. Just he and the, the movie, he could have done it with he and Viola. They could have cast the rest of it. But he, he said he was going to direct it and he wanted to do it with the cast that he had done it with on Broadway. And he made sure that he did. So we were, you know, it was an honor to be a part of it. That's oh, amazing. Yeah. Do, do you have a preference for uh, what you like to act in over theater or uh, film or TV or any of that? I like to have a job. <laughs> That's what I like. So no, I don't have, I don't really, you know, now, I guess because I'm, you know, my seventies now, mm -hmm. uh, uh, I would, doing theater is a real task, man. You know, mm -hmm. doing uh, Broadway or off Broadway or regional theater, eight, nine shows a week. Uh, you know, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a chore, but the, the play is often, worth it so the play makes me want to do it and uh the last broadway show i did was i think it was 2017. Mm, so um, like kind of recent yeah it was pretty recent yeah 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 and uh, uh i was in a replacement cast of uh uh the, the dow's house part two and that was a joy to be a part of julie white was wonderful in it and and then um uh I did a play in 2015 uh, that won the Pulitzer Prize for the playwright, and uh, I won an Obie Award. A play called Between Riverside and Crazy. Mm -hmm. and, uh, I saw that when I was researching. Yeah, and that was the first uh, lead role that I've done that I, in New York in a play, and 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 got an Obie for it, and it won a Pulitzer. So I felt that was pretty good. I thought that was probably going to be it. I said, "Okay, man, I'm going to go home now." <laughs> <laughs> I'm turning it in. That, yeah. This is the I had a lead in a play. I won an Obie, and it got a Pulitzer Prize. I think I can get my rocking chair, my fishing pole, and you know, <laughs> I'll be all right. But but then I did another one. So I, you know, you just never know when you're. Finished. <laughs> oh, yeah, but, of but, but 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 to really answer the question, it is really the project. It's the it's the it's the piece of writing mm -hmm. and the message. You know, that's the thing that can make me make me uh get up and and go i always say you know i'm i've never been a 
a racehorse, but I'm a firehouse horse. If there's a fire and the bell rings, you know, and they, they hook up the wagon and we go. You know, it used to be the time <laughs> when that's how the, the you know fires got put out because of horsing wagons with water, you know. And uh, uh, so I, I, I kind of think that's what that's what happens. I read something and the bell rings and I say, yep, time to go back to another route. <laughs> Uh, is that is that what happened uh, with Dune? Because you're uh, in that upcoming movie that's coming out. Oh well, now yeah, <laughs> man, come on, you know the deal, part of Dune. Man. <laughs> Dune. Yes, so, I mean you talk about how you were when you heard on Wednesday I was coming on the show. That's what I was like, man. <laughs> and, and I had a job. I was doing a great gig. I was in uh, Manchester, England, doing mm-hmm. this uh, limited series called Devs. Oh, but, yeah. My uncle s- says the best things about that. He recommends oh, yeah, it so it was great. I tell you, uh, uh, Steven Spielberg wrote uh, Alex Garland, who wrote that. He said, uh, he said, man, that was one of my favorite things to watch with the family during the COVID. Uh, so if Steven Spielberg has it, it's one of his. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, oh, I mean, my God. It's on the list. Was, I got to watch was, that next. That was something. He told the cast, uh, the writer, he, told, he let us all know that Spielberg said that. So, uh, but I was doing that gig in... Uh, in Manchester, and and very happy to be doing it. And then I get this call. It says that Denis Villeneuve says uh, he tried to get me for another movie, but I was busy. And my managers never even told me. I had my manager, my agent. They said, "Well, yeah, he tried to get you one time, and you were doing something." I said, "What? You, what are you talking about?" Didn't he? <laughs> no. And that's so, all. Anyway. Uh, this one was the one, you know. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so, so your manager told you about contacting my uncle, but didn't tell you about Dune. Yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> no, 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 no. It wasn't about Dune. They they didn't tell me about this previous thing oh, that okay, they okay. knew the director wanted me for. And now that they, but they did tell me about Dune. Yeah, they they called me okay. in England and said. Yeah, this, he wants to get through. He wants to talk to you. And so I got to talk to him on the phone about the project. And uh, and I had read the book, you know, years and years before. Uh, and I and I saw the previous movie. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, uh, but I mean, the when I found out that they were putting together this international cast of incredible people and I knew uh, Timothy you know, Chalamet from uh, Lady Bird, the movie uh, uh, Lady Bird that we did with uh, uh, Lucas Hedges and, and Timothy and Saoirse Ronan. And, uh, I mean, that was a great cast, too. Okay. Uh, but um, I, I, uh, I knew that if I could get to be a part of this, you know, and I thought I was going to have to audition and jump through hoops and 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 beg and and you know and but uh no he said no i, I tried to get you for another film he said i love your work i saw you in this and i saw you in that and uh, i think you'd be good to play to fear to fear Hawaii. and i said oh my goodness man and so and Denis, you know, he's a French Canadian, so he speaks, you know, he, he speaks as his English. <laughs> and, and, uh, and it was just great for him to, to ask me. And then we got to do it and filmed it in uh, Budapest, you know, in Hungary. And uh, they filmed in uh, in Jordan, too, some of the sand stuff in Jordan and then uh, in a studio 
and a sound stage in in, in uh, Budapest. And uh, my goodness, man, the set. I was sitting there one day on these on this set, and I, I looked around and I said, "It's like being in the Ten Commandments or Ben Hur or something like that." When I was a kid, those are the big movies I oh, saw, yeah. you know, and the big spectacle stuff. This was. It was something, and uh, uh, I can't really talk a lot about it because you know it's we yeah. want to go see it, but yeah. uh, but it's going to be uh, a big a big IMAX uh, preview coming up this week, a new a new trailer, and a, and an IMAX event across the world, uh, forty cities. I don't know. I'm in Buffalo, and you're in Pittsburgh, so I don't know if it's in one of our cities. <laughs> We but, can hope. Yeah, yeah, but 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 I'm sure you know. Eventually, the the the, the trailer, this new trailer, will reach everyone. But uh, it, it's the idea of seeing it in IMAX is gonna be. I mean, get ready, man! It's yeah, I'm excited. I'm beyond <laughs> you know, excited. The book is so uh, monumental that the, Denis is doing it in two films. So we, it's you know, we just did the first half of the book. And, uh, but I bet you there's no one, whether they've ever read the book or not, you're not going to be able to see the first part and not be waiting for the second oh. part. Man. Oh, we love to see that. I'm so yeah. excited. Yeah. It's quite something. And, and as I say, the cast, forget about it. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. Yeah, there's it's so, so amazing. Bit, like, you know, outdoes that cast. There's just everybody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jason and, uh, Jason Momoa, you know, the Aquaman guy, yeah, he's, a, he's a wonderful actor and a wonderful person, too. And he and Josh Brolin, they're crazy together. And, uh, uh, I can believe Isaac, that. Yeah, Oscar Isaac's a great actor, and uh, uh, the women are stunning. I mean, it's uh, it's quite something. It's quite something. Yeah. Uh, Rebecca and, um, uh, oh, I, you know, Sharon, oh, oh my goodness. Listen, you're going to see, you, you got something to see. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm beyond excited. I actually oh, have, yeah. have never seen the original Dune movie, and I've never read the books, but Jack is always oh, in my yeah. ear, always talking about it constantly. He loves the, the original movie. He loves the books. And what, wasn't there like a, a like a failed project of a movie? That yeah. A little there, bit well, ago? you know, but you, it's hard to call it failed because it's such a cult thing, right, Jack? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean, oh, yeah. You know, it, it and it's it's really quite something, and then there was a a, a British miniseries, I think. But uh, but uh, the the movie uh, with uh, uh, McLaughlin, who who did the, the first movie, is a famous film director. He's a great film director. Oh uh, yeah, <clears throat> uh, Jack. I, huh? I was asking Jack. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know why. It's, it's ridiculous that I can't say uh, who that, that filmmaker is. I, I, I'm ashamed. I should be. But <laughs> No, it's fine. Things leave our brains all the time. He's done, and, and the TV series he had that was really stunning. But, uh, but yeah, you know, uh, you guys should have done your research. You shouldn't have me on the spotlight. <laughs> I'm saying so yeah, that's on know. me. That's you're on me. Supposed <laughs> to know, Jack. You're the, we're, we're the host. This is well, okay, host. you know. David Lynch is the director. David Lynch, that's yes. what it was. Right? <laughs> so, all right, okay. Uh, you're right. And, but, but my fault to not 
come up with it, but no, I knew you'd get fun. it. I knew you'd get it. I knew you. <laughs> I'm such like a oh my gosh, I'm such a big Dune nerd, and, and Zach was like, yeah, I think I'm, I'm. We're gonna try and get um, this like you know I'm talking to this guy Stephen Henderson blah blah, blah and I was like, oh okay, uh, like what are some of the things he's gonna be in? He's like he told me fences and all this other things. And I was like, Oh, okay. I'm like, this is like really cool. And then he was like, Oh, and he's going to be some guy in Dune. I'm not sure. Okay. I didn't say it like that. I didn't say it like that. <laughs> it was, was like, it was similar to, cause I didn't, I, I don't know. Dune, yeah. He would, he would know. The names aren't like in one year. Yeah, no, I, I understand. I, yeah. I quite understand. Right. Yeah. And so I was like, let me, let me look into it. And I was like, Oh, oh my gosh i was like this is such a big whatever and so that's when i was like like it really set in for me i was like this is huge i'm so excited <laughs> and so it's like oh my gosh and in the the email we got from uh zach's uncle he was like giving us some uh questions you know that we could ask or some ideas you know and he was like, you know, he gave a bunch of ideas. And then at the end, he said, insert 20 Dune questions from Jack because I'm just going to be fanboying this whole time. But, yeah. Um, yeah. This is, yeah. Uh, but I tell you, really, be, to be on the set with it for that and uh, Rebecca Ferguson and, and Sharon Duncan Brewster and uh, Charlotte Rampling and, and the, 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 the uh, Javier. I just got to meet Javier briefly. Uh, you know, he was leaving the set when I was coming to set, but just to see all these actors and, and uh, oh, Stellan Skorsgaard, I mean, it's, it's, it's really, it's really quite something. And, and, and as I say, a new trailer is coming out uh, next week. So make sure you catch that. And, I will uh, 100% watch Marked that. on my I'm, calendar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm beyond excited for that. Yeah. Um, this is a, a rather large movie and I'm, going to assume i've seen from the trailers i've seen i'm going to assume there's a lot of cg elements in it was it hard to direct against i mean not to direct to act against nothing if you were ever uh, in you know film? no because uh it wasn't it wasn't difficult because you're surrounded by these other people who are in that reality mm-hmm. and they were mm-hmm. wonderful actors who were you know and, and um and there was so much that was actually built so much set that was actually built and the flying machines uh, to really get inside them and, and, and have some switches and operation, you know, equipment and have it lift, you know. Uh, so, so there were, there were, that was really great because you didn't have to just be inside some tube yeah. and, and pretend like you were flying it. Literally, we had some machines that, that had some lift. That's amazing. Uh, you know, they didn't they didn't go up in the air and fly around, but I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they, did, they did give you that sensation mm-hmm. of, of uh takeoff and landing. And um and then the things that you would look out and see, uh that you know, although you didn't see them actually at that moment, you did get to see what you were seeing, you know. Uh but but primarily because Denis created such a magical environment and the, and the, the designers, uh, it's such an incredible amount was actually there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, uh, and I tell you one thing, boy, you talk about some sand blowing that sand <laughs> machine. You didn't have, you didn't have to imagine that. But, uh, <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, they had some machines that were rocking, man. I'm telling you, uh, <laughs> you know, it was uh, it wasn't. Uh, and with devs as well, the thing that I just come from, there was so much that's present. So the 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 CG stuff, you know, um, you 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 really got a sense of it even at that time. Now I did a film called Tower Heights. Uh, uh, back in the day, and uh, and let's say back in the day, it wasn't that long ago, but it, it's a it's a perennial movie that that comes out around holiday time, and um, um, that was you know where I'm driving through the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, and with a truck, and I'm driving through, and the people got to get out of the way, and all this other stuff, and, and that was fun. But so I knew what it was when you really are in. Uh, just in a shell and nothing's around it. And I was never in that kind of feeling with Doom because it was always something tangible and visual for you to work off of, albeit not exactly what you'll see in the film. Yeah. Uh, there was something to, to play off of. And when there's and then when there was nothing else, there were these incredible actors who you know, you look at them and you know they're seeing something, so you got to see the same <laughs> thing, you know, because they, they were definitely seeing it, you know. Uh, yeah. yeah. You say incredible actor as if you yourself are not an incredible actor. <laughs> when me and Jack were going through all of the clips that you have, you're amazing. It, 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 is, oh, it is incredible that we were even able to get you on the cast to talk to. Like, I, I, I looked at him, I, what, were, what clip were we watching, Jack, whenever I just turned you and was like, I'm going to be talking to this guy. Yeah, right. It's probably me. Fences. Fences, probably you know, fences. on the website, was, I was just like, oh, my God. You know, oh, man, revisiting the movie. Again, you know, but, you, you know, that's why, you know, you feel like when I left Kansas City, I grew up in Kansas City, Kansas, mm -hmm. and Missouri, but, but, but mainly in Kansas City, Kansas. And I ran away to join the circus. I didn't know that I was going to make it all the way to the big top. <laughs> you yeah. know oh, I mean? my. Because, uh, but to get to work, on stage and film with Denzel and Viola on that project, and to work with uh, Daniel Day Lewis and Steven Spielberg's Lincoln, you know, in the movie about Abraham Lincoln, with uh, Daniel Day. Uh, I mean, you know, you just had to be welcome in that circle. So I appreciate you saying that that I belong there, but it's it's it is the greatest compliment uh, to you as an actor that actors of that level are comfortable and, and glad to work with you, you know. Yeah, um, that makes sense. And, uh, you know, it, it, it makes up for every everybody along the way uh, that you had to deal with who wasn't so <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah, you know, sure. you know cause it's not it's not glamorous uh, always, uh, and it's a tough road, but uh, it's a joy to get to this particular uh, a place. Uh, I I, um, I got a call about a year and a half ago, and and, and, and on the other end of the phone said, "Hello, Stephen. This is Halle Berry. Um, I got your number from this playwright in New York. I hope you don't mind." And I said, "Oh no. When I see that guy, the next time I see him, I'm gonna really give him a hard time." <laughs> How dare you give my phone number to Alex? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's <laughs> you know, amazing! You know, it's just but so she was about to direct her first film, mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. and and she's starring in it, and she said that there was a part that she thought, you know, I just think that you're the you're the person for it, and she actually, you know, called me personally, and I've had that happen with Spike Lee one time when Spike calls, uh, and I, I mean, Spike's called a few times. I talked with him on the phone, but it's so personal. Uh, but when Hallie called it, and and it was her first film, you know. And I and I did Greta Gerwig's first film that she wrote and directed, uh, uh, Lady Bird. So uh, it, you know, I mean that's a joy. I mean, like we did the project, and uh, and it was in the Toronto Film Festival a year ago, and uh, Netflix has picked it up, so it'll be aired sometime in the next year. And uh, but but that's the kind of thing that you know. It, it, and, and Hallie was just so great to work with, and a great director, and a fabulous actor, you know. Uh, but to, to 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 be trusted when someone is doing their first film, like with Greta and, and Lady Bird, which is a great film. That's um, uh, you know, you know, okay, it's not. I I came back now. I just gotta tell you, the last thing I did, I was in New Orleans. New Orleans is like one of the great American cities. Right? <laughs> And I'm shooting, and when I was on what you call a vacation, that's what I call it, <laughs> because they call me in, I was supposed to work a day, uh, you know, I would travel a day, rest a day, work a day, and go home, okay? And I got down there, and they said, oh, you know what, we got some scheduling problems, the weather, this and that, so we might not get to you for a, a, a few days. Do you want to go back to Buffalo, and we'll call you back? And I said, hey, I'm, I'm in New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I don't want to go back. Yeah, you just got to enjoy it. I don't want to. Yeah. And, and, and so I got to stay around, and it took a week, really, for him to get me. So I was in a nice hotel in New Orleans, you know, enjoying the food and the music. Uh, too much food, you know, <laughs> but, uh, but a lot of music. And, uh, and then I shot. This wonderful uh, section of scenes all in one day with uh, Jennifer Lawrence, and uh, uh, you know she's a she's a complete pro, beautiful uh, eyes to work off of, you know, just to, to but uh, uh, she's a she's a complete complete pro, and uh, and I'm very proud to be a part of that film when it when it comes out, uh, you know, sometime this year or next. But uh, what, uh, so what was the it. title of it? Well, the working title uh, was, I think, Red, White, and Water. But uh, some many times they don't, you know, there's a... Yeah. For a long time, it was the Untitled Soldiers Project. And that's all they called it, the Untitled Soldiers Project. And I started <laughs> to hear this title, Red, White, and Water. And um, so I don't know what it's going to be called, man, but it's going to be, <laughs> gonna be that's a really fun. nice, very serious a drama uh, with Jennifer Lawrence and uh, uh, it, it shot in in, in New Orleans. I think the, the location of the film is Baton Rouge, but uh, and, and it's uh, it's related to to some of the incident. Well, I don't. I can't tell you what it's about. I, <laughs> okay. <you know. laughs> I guess we'll just see it when we watch the movie. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> You've done so. You've done a whole lot of traveling, like all over the world. It sounds like you said Dune. There was three different countries you went there. What was like? What was the most exciting country or the most like 
you were so excited to go somewhere else for whatever well, project. You know, no, I'm really excited to go wherever. And with, with doing what shot in three countries, I, I, I simply was in, in Hungary. But but uh, um, I was supposed to go to Jordan, but uh, they, they they were able to replicate the, 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 the desert, uh, you know. But uh, I really enjoyed Iceland when I went to Iceland. I did... Uh, a, a day or two on a film a long time back but I always I said when I went to Iceland I said I gotta come back here just on my own you know and oh yeah because the sunset that lasts so long yeah you know and I told the people how beautiful that was and they everybody there said yeah you, you you're a tourist all right they said because you're not here when it's dark all the time. <laughs> Nobody comes here and say, oh, I'm going to go to Iceland and be in the darkness for 16 hours a day, you know. But because uh, a part of the year, it's, uh, you know, one way and part of the year is another. But yeah. it's so beautiful, that sunset, that last six hours, uh, that's just one of the most beautiful things oh, I've yeah. seen. And uh, the other place, when I was on, on stage, I went to the Dublin Theater Festival, and I worked in uh, in Dublin, Ireland. That was back in 81, and I still remember and cherish the time spent in Dublin. And uh, I'd, uh, I'd go back there on my own dime uh, as well. Um, so, but, and I know that there, hopefully there are some places in, in the future, but like, when I name those cities, like, when I say I really love to go and work in Pittsburgh and, and, and New Orleans, Minneapolis, I mean, there's some great, and New York, New York, man, you know. Oh, New York is amazing. New York, New, New York. York right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that man. place is amazing. Yeah, oh, that's, that's it is, it is like, like, for me, I don't know why, but looking at the tall, like, buildings is, it's mind-blowing to me that we were able to build something like that. It's so crazy. And just the city itself, it has a different atmosphere. It's so nice. I love it. Um, yeah, yeah. Whenever you were traveling, uh, you're a big family man. Did you ever have, like, issues with your family, or did you just bring them with you whenever you went? Well, you know, it's it's uh, it's important to share as much as you can with the family so that you're not sitting around at a dinner party or at a family gathering and everybody's asking, what was it like to go such and such? And they have no stories to tell of their own. So yeah, whenever possible. Um, uh, and of late, yes. Uh, but my wife, uh, you know, sometimes she likes to travel, sometimes she doesn't. And she, mm -hmm. you know, and sometimes uh, I think you're just glad, well, we get a break from him for a while. He go away somewhere. You know? <laughs> I come back and the house has changed. They've moved this over there. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, but my son was really... Uh, He's really understanding when I, when he was young and I, I was going for some of the games and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, he told me as an adult, now he's got three kids. Uh, and and uh, But he said, uh, he said, when I was a kid, Dad, there were times that I wished you were there. But now that I'm an adult, he said, all I remember are those great times when you were there. So uh, he let me. He let me off the hook real, real nice. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. And, yeah. and, and when we did talk about the times that I, I was there. We, and so I realized I made quite a few events. Um, and 
because I didn't, uh, uh, I, I grew up with foster parents. I didn't grow up with my uh, mother and father. So I was there and I did, you know, see my father a couple of times, but, uh, but I didn't, I didn't have uh, that kind of, so I, I know I was there more than, than I had there for me. So I felt good about that. And, and I got three grandkids which is a pretty good investment return because I only had one kid. If I could do that with my dollars, man, you know, if I could make three bucks for every buck, you know, I, <laughs> um, three grandkids and one son, I'm, I'm, I, that's pretty good odds. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that is amazing. Take whatever you can get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So uh, I don't know how much my uncle has told you about us, but I actually – I'm studying film. I want to be a director whenever I get older, but I haven't ever been on the set of an actual like big time film. Do you mind describing that atmosphere for me, just so I know what I'm getting myself into? Well, um, first of all, don't assume you're going to start with a big time. Scene. Yo, no, I no, 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 no. That that was not no, the I'm assumption. I'm <laughs> uh, uh, But you know, to be around um, the world. Of, of a film set is is uh, it's quite something uh, because you've got to have a lot of focus as an actor. Mm -hmm. You really got to have your concentration and focus together because there's a lot of other things you see other than what you know is in the world of the scene. A lot of equipment, a lot of a lot of cords, a lot of you know lighting and you know apparatus and. Uh, uh, all kinds of, uh, you know, I mean, equipment now, especially, yeah. you know, a lot of technical equipment is gone. And then you got a whole row of people on one side, you know, in some sort of a tent. You know, and you got somebody else over there. If you're inside, same thing. You got people on stairs and somebody holding a boom just out of camera range. There's all that, you know, uh, a lot of distraction, basically. Mm -hmm. Other than things that are supposed to be in the world of the scene, um, and 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 depending upon where you are in the pecking order as an actor, um, you you may have a lot of people around you trying to help. You know, they're they're, they're powdering, making sure you don't sweat, get your <laughs> hair right. For that. And if you're lower on the totem pole, like when I started out, they're like, just get out of the way, kid. Get out of the way. Wait a minute. You know, you know, we don't need you here. Go away. Go away. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, there's the, the and and it's, and it's like what you say about New York City. At different times in your life, because when I first went to New York City from Kansas, I thought I was going to break my neck looking up at you know Phillies, <laughs> and I was also afraid because there were a lot of pigeons. And I said, you know, I know somebody's going to get relieved on man. I just thought that you know. I said, how do you walk around this town with all oh, these birds? Yeah. You know, Statistically, you know, at some point. It's, it's and, bound and to happen. You have a lot of crap on your head. You know? <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, and as, as, you, as you mature, you take in different things about the city. You see it in a different way. And as your journey in life goes, uh, you, you, you see it differently. So that's why I was saying the same thing about a film set. Depending upon where you are and what you're doing there, it can be a very, very foreign, alien planet kind of thing. And then it, you get to a place when you're doing something really personal, like uh, 
uh, I had a, a, a time with uh, uh, with uh, Steven Spielberg and Daniel Day, where he wanted to shoot this particular scene with Abraham Lincoln leaving the White House for the last time, and um, he just made it such an intimate thing to just just need the three of us here to talk this through, walk it through, then bring cameras in. And I did another film called Everyday People, a wonderful film for HBO Films. Uh, filmmaker uh, Jim uh, Jim McKay, great film director. Jim McKay. You ever get a chance to be around or work with that guy? And I think he probably teaches somewhere or something. But he and he's got projects he does. But Jim McKay, we, we did a, a thing called Everyday People, and he wanted a certain effect, and he did that. It was just he and I in this boiler room or something. And he, and he let the cameras get set up. He set it all up. And then he told everybody to go away. So we just talked through the scene. And then he said, whenever you're ready, Steve. And then and then these cameramen would ease in and cut this stuff on. And then, I mean, it was like the way he worked to get that scene. And he got what he wanted. And it's the same thing. I, uh, I made that mistake. Uh, as I was so glad to be with Mr. Spielberg and 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 and, and Daniel Day Lewis, and um, so at the end of this day that he had taken his time with this scene with just the three of us, I I said, uh, you know, I I I, I hope uh, I hope you got what you want, you know. And <laughs> Spielberg said, you know, he kind of smiled. He said, he said, Stephen, he said, we would be going home if I didn't have what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> he's not because I had done a lot of films with people that had a tight budget tight thing I had done a lot of oh, yeah. projects, student films you know stuff like that and where they had to get it and then you know they say well you know we got to get out of here they want the room back you know so yeah, yeah. they had to take what they had you know but this is Steven Spielberg <laughs> doing his dedication to Abraham Lincoln with Daniel Day Lewis you know what I mean oh, yeah. so he's saying Man, we're not going home till I got what I want. <laughs> and he had so much, you know, just saying they're not just looking for one scene, you know, they're they're gonna go to the editing room and they need to have a, you know, all the stuff. Mm -hmm. And oh, yeah. he you know, so uh, uh but you learn as you go, I guess that's what I'm saying, Zach. Is yeah. there's no way for me to describe for you the Odyssey that you're about to go on when you step <laughs> out, you know, and go out there and get on the set. It's a uh, it's a whole other world and it's a delightful world uh, and it, it's a dangerous world too because mm -hmm. you got to be very you know there can be big accidents on on yeah. the film set or kind of Pollyanna or starry eyes you got to be you know really on point really concentrated and uh, uh, and make sure that everybody else is safe as mm -hmm. as well as yourself. Oh yeah, of course. Right. Um, but it, I, I'm really glad. I, I love the theater, and that's where I started, and that's where the craft of acting started, the theater. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you remember that theater is a, a language art, and film began silent. You know, film started silent, and so mm -hmm. it was, it's an image art. you got to get the image right, the, the, the frame, the shot. And then language got added to that art form. But it's still, the foundation of it is visual. 
and uh, and 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 so learning for me it was important to learn that and and to learn that uh, you got to be in it every second, every moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, you can't be waiting for what you have to say. You got to be in the world right. uh, of that story and uh, and the world of the play. You got to do that on stage as well. But um, uh, I, 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 I got to tell you, I love it. I love it. I love it. I, um, I love it too. Just, just a little bit that I've, I've encountered so far. It's, it's amazing. Like, I, I love art and everything related to it. So like being there and creating stuff and stuff that might impact someone's life, it is, it is beyond amazing to me. Like, have you ever yeah. thought about how many people you have like touched or like impacted throughout all of your acting? It, it is, it is amazing to me. Just that idea. Well, you know, I tell you, uh, traveling with August Wilson doing plays, um, it, 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 it began to come home. Uh, I, I always knew it wasn't important. I always felt it for myself. Because at first, the first thing that happened is that I got touched by it, you know, when I was an audience. That's what drew me to it because I it made me not feel alone sometimes in my life when I felt like nobody else knew what I was going through and I'd go somewhere and see a play or a film and know that that other people have been here and if if they can get out of here i can get out of here you know what i mean kind of thing that's yeah. that uh, killing me softly with his song kind of feeling and um so so but but traveling with august uh i i remember being at kennedy center and coming out after a really long day in previews where the show was running like three and a half hours man and Almost, and by the time we came outside, after we got notes, it was about four or four hours and 20 minutes from when the play had started. And we walk out the side door with a windy, kind of a cold weather. And there were these audience people standing around saying they wanted to talk you know, or maybe get you to sign the, 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 the you know their program. And I said, my God, man, these people saw this show we did the play, got out of costume and makeup, and went in and got notes, and then came out, and they're still here. Yeah. And and uh, and I, I had to say it to somebody. I said, "My God, you guys are you really are August Wilson fans?" And they said, "Yeah." They said, "Because uh, we know that by the time it gets to New York, they're going to have to cut some of this, so we get more play here." We were at the last stop. They felt like D.C. was the last stop before New York. So they knew that they were going to get to see more and hear more of his language and how he writes and all that. And I, I, I just, I was, I was just, it, it came home to me all over again how important the craft was and, and, and the theater itself was and how much that playwright meant to uh, so many people. And I, and I knew that the same thing is true uh, for Neil Simon and, and, and now for, for Lynn Novich and Dominique Marceau, that, that, that all these, that these people get to know a playwright or get to know a filmmaker and know his work and they would say, oh man, Spike's got a new movie coming out or, you know, uh, you know, it's like that, you know, uh, Ava's got something. So, um, 
Yeah, it, it, it does. It, it really does impact uh, people's lives. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's the greatest measurement of it, really. Not not box office, uh, although, you know, you got to make money to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, expensive. I, I it's an expensive agree, thing, man, you know. Uh, but, um, but, but also it lives so long. See, that's the other thing about cinema. A play... You know, is as long as you know that cast cannot stay together forever in that mm-hmm, play. Of course, you'll see that play again somewhere else in another group. But but to 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 have something that you're a part of that'll be around fifty years, you know, in a time capsule forever for anybody to see. Cinema has that to offer. The the, the theater has that live experience to offer, which is unlike anything, which mm. we've been without for a while during this um, pandemic. And uh, and there's a lack of empathy in our country, be, uh, I would say because of, just because of theater being gone, but but theater helps you keep that empathy inside, to keep, helps you understand and have compassion for other people you're sitting right next to them and you're seeing it really live there it makes us more social animals um and and uh, so but, but uh they both both the art forms uh are operating on human experience mm-hmm. so of course both are amazing yeah I, I i just love art it's, it's if you can touch someone and make them feel something that you're trying to make them feel it's just it's the best thing ever and yeah. seeing uh, like a good actor and seeing him put the emotions across that the director wanted him to it is just oh you're amazing you're so good <laughs> <laughs> this is this is still just wild having you on the podcast i like even right now i i don't believe it's actually happening <laughs> this is like easily the greatest moment of my entire life so far. <laughs> um, you know okay. well i hope you have a lot more highs than it. <laughs> and, and keep 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 going. And you, if you get there, you, you know, say a few years from now, you need an old guy to 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 do something. You know, open the door or something. You know, if, you know for the star to go out and go up the stairs. Let me know. I mean, Are you kidding me? You'll be the star. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> And, you know, harping more on, you were talking about COVID and everything. What has that done to you or what has that meant for you in terms of, you know, family and work and friends and all that? Well, you know, it, 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 it meant, I, I assume it means the same for everybody that I have, I've lost some very dear friends during this period. Mm-hmm. And some of it is COVID and some of it is COVID related because, uh, you know, they're, 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 they're direct result of the of the pandemic and then there are uh, 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 spiritual and, and mental connections to it that allow for other underlying things to to take over so I, I actually lost people and I've got a nephew in Kansas City who had a stroke at his 40s and uh, that I know would not probably have uh, uh, have happened had it not been for the uh, surrounding conditions of lack of work and opportunity and you know um, 
And then there, 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 there were people who you, who I wasn't able to go and see because of it. Mm-hmm. That really bothered me. You know, people that I, I always try to make a, an annual pilgrimage to see or who were, if were hospitalized and under any other normal circumstances, I'd be able to go and see them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, you know, I, but, but, but what's also interesting is what we're doing now is the human spirit, creative people find a way to do what they have to do. So I've seen some things on Zoom that just amaze me. Performances, you know, yeah. found a way to get poetry readings out there, to get uh, uh, plays done. Um, uh, and, and so we, we just, we do, the human spirit just rises, rises to the mm-hmm. occasion. But, um, but the things that I, th- I think there have been some insensitive acts and, uh, that have happened that have to do with going through this, this period, things that have happened that I don't, I don't think that the January 6th event at the Capitol building could have been as, you know, I mean, it's, that's a really tragic thing. And, and people not wanting to accept the results of an election, you know, try, trying to take away somebody else's right to vote, or, you know, or, or uh, just defying, I mean, people have been stretched. There's some people who just don't, don't do well in crisis. And, um, but, uh, but then there, there, as I say, there are these incredible people who rise to the occasion and have done, you know, I, I, I guess I had a period when I was really low, uh, when I lost a, a couple of people in a row that I really, really, uh, loved and um, and and I uh, I, w- I was almost not prepared to do this commencement address as I say in North Carolina, mm-hmm. but then I thought about the people who who were there for me in the seventies, and I was very very low. And when I also saw insensitivity in the streets and and so forth, and uh, the country was in, but it wasn't a, a pandemic added to injustice. But the, the perfect storm of, of the pandemic and injustice had me pretty low for a while. But I thought about, I thought back to the people who were there for me at that time. And that's why I say when Brian reached out uh, at, and said, you know, he first he was just reaching out to say, hey, uh, I'm really glad to be in touch with you. Uh, I, I heard your commencement address and it was meaningful for me to be in your class. And he quoted some stuff from the class, you know, over 20 years ago, you know, uh, at least 20 years ago. And then he told me about you guys. And I said, well, there's no way that I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you know, I'm going to do it. I got to do it. Uh, uh, yeah, that's if you, if you, that's, I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't be me if I didn't say it. Yeah, <laughs> thank right. you so much it, you, you it, honestly man. have no idea how much it means to us that you oh agreed. yeah and my uncle thinks so highly of it you even before he even reached out to you he would tell me stuff about your classes and how amazing it was he was like this guy is not just an actor he is beyond that like, he, he told a story to me about how uh 
him and a couple of his buddies were like making fun of really stupid lines that someone gave him and he was like no actor could perform these lines and then he said that you were like all right everyone in the class write down the most ridiculous lines that you could think of and then you put him in a hat and then you took turns reading the lines and just nailing them every single time the most ridiculous lines like it, that's that is amazing <laughs> wow man see that was when i was young and, and crazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't take that on today, but uh, but but you you know he that's that's really something. Uh, that's what moved me that he remembered such vivid because when I was starting out, that was just the kind of thing that I because you wanted to reach the people. It's it's not like oh, yeah. it's what you said. Uh, it's not that everybody that takes this class. I want you to turn out to be active, or that I expected everybody that took the class wanted to be an actor. It's some, a lot of times they take uh, uh, arts class because they say, oh, yeah, maybe this is an easy A. You know, I mean, I need oh, to yeah. a grade point average up, and I need to do you know something that's more uh, active than than written and so on and so forth. Uh, and which I'm glad that those forces existed, but I wanted to make sure that they didn't come in there and blow it off and and so i would i do pretty much anything that <laughs> i can tell you even even lines in a hat i could see i could, I could see, but but uh um and i was it was a joy being a part of that movie ladybird because greta was uh was was going into places and she was talking about the fears and the things that that are going on in that transition year out of high school into college and then there's the same kind of a, a transition and even more anxiety out of college into your life or out of, well, you're always all your life, but mm -hmm. out of out of college or grad school into the work world. And um, so, so, you know, that's trying to help somebody through that journey. That's what the arts, you know, the arts is informing yeah. us that other people have walked here before. That sculpting is trying to tell you that. That painting is telling you that. The opera, the music, you know, they say you hear a piece of music and it, it'll take you right back to the time you first heard it mm -hmm. and, and and renew your strength and your, your belief, your optimism, you know, the joy you felt. And it can also capture your, your heartbreak, you know, and remind you that you know, and then you can laugh about it later. You say, okay, 10 years from now, uh, you don't know it at the moment, but 10 years later, you hear that song and say, boy, I thought that was the end of everything. When she said she was going to the prom with that other guy, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God, how did I live through it? But then you realize, well, I lived through it. You know? yeah. And you can't, and you can't. That's amazing. So. Is that the reason why you decided to become a teacher is so that you could help some people through life like that? Well, you know, uh, it's a double reason. First of all, it, it, it was because of how much teachers helped me mm -hmm. that, that it, it occurred to me that I could do that. And then the other thing was uh, I had a, a, a son. My, my son was born and I was missing a lot of stuff being on the road mm. i missed his first haircut uh and i was about to miss teaching him how to ride a bike his, his, his uh grandfather was about to teach him that and then i said no 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 
I got to get, and I had to get in one town so that I'd be there. And, and I happened to pick a town, well, I didn't pick it. I mean, the job that I got was in a town that had a professional theater company. So I didn't have to just go from city to city looking for work like I did before. I could teach full time and once or twice a year be in a play in a professional uh, regional theater company. Um, so it was that combination, the fact that I'd had so many wonderful teachers that I knew what an honorable profession it was and, and how much I could help others. And I also wanted to be there uh, so that uh, I didn't have the kind of childhood where uh, uh, the people in the house didn't have the same last name. You know, I wanted I wanted everybody in there to have my last name. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yep. And, uh, and it was uh, it was so, but that's how that's how that went, and it and it and it ended up being the best thing that I, because I could tell you at one time I thought, oh man, it's over for me as an actor now. I'm about to, I'm going in to be a professor, and that's <laughs> it. I, you know, I'm not going to be an actor after all. I'll I'll be in plays here in this town, but I'm not going to be, you know, the long journey, and. Uh, Turned out to be the smartest thing I ever did. I met all these directors who came through, who I got to work with other places. Then I got to meet August and, you know, I mean, you know, all kinds of stuff. It all, you know, it all came because I decided to settle in one place and then everything led me back out again, you know. That, that is pretty amazing, not going to lie. It is super honorable that you decided to do that because of your family. Like, family's everything above everything else. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, um, and, and, and the family, and it doesn't just mean blood family. You make yeah. family. Of course. You know? Yeah. You like, your, your best friends are your family. You go from friendship to kinship. And, um, you know, and being a part of something is like this family. Being, being part of a great ensemble. You know, I got I. There's some shows that I've been in that all those people that were in it, or or at least a, a quantity of them, friends for life. You know. Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Me and Jack aren't actually friends. We're only doing this for the podcast. That's <laughs> that's, 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 there's no other reason. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I kind of picked that up, man. Can't <laughs> stand to be in the same room with each other. I yeah, that. honestly, that, that's the reason we're doing this on Zoom. Is because like, oh wow, I can't sit next to him to share the mic. Yeah. We we fight so much. <laughs> that's. Yeah. Uh, do you have a specific favorite thing you've been a part of? Hmm. Like a like movie or whatnot, like stand out. Yeah, yeah. Is there yeah, one I, moment? I, um, <clears throat> you gotta let me, because you know my normal my normal kind of get out of this question is uh, is the next thing I'm doing. You know? <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, because I want somebody to hire me again. You know? Yeah, yeah. But. Um, but I, I, I really sincerely think that meeting and working with August and um, and having done several plays with, 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 with him, um, and one of my favorite experiences was at the National Theater of Great Britain uh, doing... Jitney, uh, 
a show that we first did in Pittsburgh at the Pittsburgh Public Theater in 1996. And it was 2001 when we did it in London. And in 2002, August won the Olivier Award for uh, uh, for best play. Now, the Olivier Award is is uh, is named for Sir Lawrence Olivier, Lord Lawrence Olivier. And I don't know if you know who that actor was, but Lawrence Olivier was a great a great uh, a British actor and uh, actor of the English language. And um, and I had seen him on stage do. Shylock in the Merchant of Venice in 1971. And in 1981, I was in Dublin, Ireland, doing show, came back through England on the way. And in 1993, I think it was, I directed a play in, in, in London about the life of Muhammad Ali. And so I had this experience through the years. And so to be in uh, London in uh, uh, 2001, uh, when they were celebrating the 30th anniversary, I think it was, of the National Theater of Great Britain. And I saw Olivier in 1971 break ground, you know, take a shovel and break the earth for them to start to build this great edifice and and then and then all this one the Olivier for it so I I think that that experience the journey of Jitney from 1996 to 2002 <clears throat> uh, uh, which was a, one of the most celebrated American dramas at the turn of the century because the turn of the century means something different when I was born, in 1949, the turn of the century meant something else. And I I now can say that at the turn of the century, I was in one of the most celebrated American dramas. Um, and it That's won the so Olivier Award. And, and I got to play the, the National Theater of Great Britain. So I would have to say, for that and related reasons, that that experience, was a real watershed, you know. Was a was a was a milestone experience mm. that from which the the days before that led up to that, and the days after that spill out from that. And uh, so I I'd love to be in one more of the August Wilson films that uh, they're going to do. I, if that if that comes around, I'd love, love to do that. But my cup run is over, man. I tell you, I'm. As old blues song says, I had my fun if I don't get well no more. You know, <laughs> if, uh, if something happens, man, tomorrow I get hit by a truck. I hope I don't. But uh, <laughs> uh, 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 if I just sort of lay down and go out, then I can say that I've had my fun if I don't get well no more. And I say, and one of the last things I did was that great podcast. <laughs> Jack, man, that was a real high, you know. Oh had my. a great time. Yeah. Oh, oh my. that is amazing. Personally, I think so we much. hope you don't get hit by a bus either. Yeah, but, I, uh... I, I really don't <laughs> hope that happens. That would not be very good. <laughs> uh, 
that, that was an amazing story, by the way. Yeah, it was really cool. good. And right. to go off of that, do you have a least favorite project you've ever been a part of? Oh, yeah, that I can say that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you see, now that's something that, you know, it, it, you got to think of if you got an embarrassment of riches. You say, I got so many, because I got a lot of wonderful things I'm happy with. But I have no doubt the thing that I, man, I was in a production in West Lafayette, Indiana. I went to Purdue University grad school. Mm-hmm. And I was in the summer company there. And I did a lot of wonderful work there. And I made some very great friends there. A lot of dear memories. But I also made a mistake of letting myself be cast in a play called The Show Off. That was the name of the play, the show off. And it's a classic American play. Um, not done very much anymore. <laughs> but uh, and the character's name is Aubrey Piper. I remember this boy. I played Aubrey Piper in the show off in West Lafayette, Indiana. And uh, and I remember one of the one of the uh, reviews was um Somebody, this this lady who was a fan, she said, oh, you know, anybody who's a, a fan of the actor, Stephen Henderson, who's done many shows here at the university, you know, whenever he's given a character, he does it to the nth degree and all this and that. But unfortunately, in this play, uh, Mr. Henderson is asked to play a very obnoxious character. <laughs> he is so obnoxious at this character. And, and she, she's just right. The character is a, it's a terrible, he's a terrible, but I mean, it, you, you, I, I should never have been cast in this part. First, <laughs> I should never have done it. And I almost did because I told him, and I tell this is the absolute truth. I told uh, the director who I came to come to know was a nice guy, nice friend. I'd done many shows with him. He got me in a rep company in St. Louis. That was one of my great experiences working in a rep company in St. Louis. Uh, but uh, he asked me to do this play, and I told him, I said, well, you know, when this play was written in the American theater, I couldn't come in the front door. I couldn't sit downstairs. I would have had to sit in the bathroom because they had a period when during segregation where African Americans couldn't, couldn't sit downstairs in the theater, and they couldn't come in the front door. They had to come through a side door if they wanted to go to the theater and go and this is in every theater in the country. Uh, it wasn't just in the South. And uh, it, you'd go up the, up the side steps and sit in the balcony. Now, why would I want to be the lead in a play that when it was written, I couldn't even go and see it? So I told them that. Right. Now, they told me, of course, in college, you know, I, was, I was in grad school. Well, but you see, we've come so far, this and that, and, and this is a triumph of this, and all of this and that and that and this. And I let them convince me to do this part. Well, that and the fact that they were paying because it was summer theater. It wasn't like doing the school. You know, I had, I had to have a job. And and in that season, I also, I think that's the same season I got to play Oscar in the article. And, and uh, I wasn't complaining about playing the sloppy guy. You know, I didn't say, well, man, why does, as an African-American, why do I have to play the slob? I wouldn't say nothing like that. Uh, if Neil Simon wrote this great part, it is a great play, and you know, I mean, it's fun, you know. But this play, 
I should have stood my ground, man. I should have said, no, nah, man, I don't want to be in a play that, that has this history in America. But I didn't, and I did it. And boy, I tell you, I still regret it. And when you tell me about, do I have one? No, because very few people ask that question. They say, well, what's your favorite part of but they don't say what's the stinkiest. Thing? Yeah, right. <laughs> but that—that's the stinkiest thing. I should have done it, and I hated doing it every day, which is probably why it was so stinky. I—I genuinely was not expecting that kind of reaction whenever yeah, I asked. Yeah, no, yeah. I was oh, expecting well, that's it, to man. like the oil off everything I've been in. Aubrey Piper in the show off. That's <laughs> it. Okay. I'm have to do some research and find out more <laughs> Jack wants to watch it. Because it's been a very successful play for other people. Uh, uh, but uh, not, I mean, well. <laughs> not not so much for you. <laughs> yeah, back in the day. But it was, it, it, the woman in the show who plays the mother uh, that Aubrey Piper marries her daughter, that's the big role. That's the great, successful, most likable character in the show. Is the mother-in-law of uh, you know that that uh, you know of the um, of Aubrey? But uh, Aubrey is like this horrible person that she has to put up with her daughter having married. Right. I never should have played that role. <laughs> never should. Well, I, I mean, money's money, though. So. Money's money. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I had to, I had to, you know, pay the piper, man. I had to, <laughs> yeah. you know, I had to survive. And I mean, I was in a season. See, that's the other thing. You do a play in a season of, of plays, so you gotta you gotta have a part in each one. I would have played any other part, me you know, that if I could have, but I wasn't uh, wasn't supposed to. So anyway. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I I think I only have uh about one question left. It's it's rather okay. simple. Okay, what's next? What do you do next? Well, the next thing I'm going to do is make me a nice sandwich with honey mustard. I'm going to put some honey mustard in it. That sounds pretty good. Um, <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> yeah, you know where I got that from. Oh, I, you know? I do. My uncle's probably. Oh, no. No, no. The, the, um, the next thing I, I, I'm doing, and I guess I can talk about it. They didn't say I couldn't. Well, I can't talk about what the story's about, but um, there's a filmmaker, and you guys may know him because, boy, he makes some powerful, powerful. Uh, I guess you could. They're not. It's sort of in the Hitchcock, mm-hmm. but no, he's. There's nobody quite like him. Ari Oster. Have you heard of this filmmaker, Ari Oster? Sounds okay, familiar. You the film uh, how do you spell Hereditary. <gasps> oh yes, yes. Oh my, yeah. Okay, all yeah. right. I, I, oh. I, 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 yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. No, I, I, I know who you. that is. I, boy, both of you got. Uh, you said. <laughs> yeah, we know. Ari Aster, and you know Hereditary, and you know Midsummer. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I was all right. I'm doing a, I'm doing a movie, with Ari Aster. Interesting. Interesting. Wow. I can't uh, wait for that. uh, I tell you, um, I have a dear friend who's in it, uh, who I met in 1968. Mm -hmm. Um, Patti Lapone, you know that name? She's an incredible Broadway star, music star, musical star. She's the original Evita. 
and uh, 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 you know, with Andrew Lloyd Webber, and uh, and and many other incredible things. And she's also a brilliant actor. And uh, she did a film this past year called Hollywood. I think was the name of it. Hollywood uh, it was on uh, Netflix. I think. Uh, but wonderful. But uh, and um, the the principal, the brilliant lead, is Joaquin Phoenix. That's who Ooh. I'll be working with. Joaquin Phoenix in an Ari Aster film. Oh, that's yeah. gonna be amazing. I can't. I'm wait. so jealous. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Are you excited? Uh, are you excited to to meet? Oh man, I'm, 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 I'm absolutely, absolutely. Well, I say excited and 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 and, and nervous, and you know, because every I mean, you don't want to be, you know, this. I mean, both the two people I just named, uh, you know, are just uh, extraordinary gifts, but extraordinary artists. And and uh, um, people of content, and uh, and 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 the filmmaker I got to meet, and I'm, I haven't in person met him. I've met him just like we are meeting each other now, mm-hmm. and talk with him. And uh, he's just such a nice person. So unlike you know, I mean, the projects that he does. I mean, no, he was just so nice, such a pleasant experience to talk with him. Uh, but he is very, he really knows how to make a film. Man. He yeah. really does know how to to take and, and send you through an experience. Oh, like, yeah. So, uh, and, I, and I've read the script and uh, I'm, I'm very excited, very excited about being a part of it. So I would cool. be too. That sounds amazing. I'm incredibly excited to see it. Do you have a title or is that something you're not allowed to say yet? Oh, I'm not going to give up yet. <laughs> okay, okay. okay. Yeah, that I'm makes not sense. Give up any of that. I mean, if, if if in the trade papers they may start to talk about it, then you'll know it's what I was, what I brought up, what I mentioned. Okay. But, uh But I, I, that's all I'm going to say because I mean, they can't, they can't, you know, fire me for saying I'm yeah, going to yeah. do a movie right. by this great filmmaker yeah. with these two incredible, and they're not the only two. You know, I mean, there's some other wonderful people. In, in, in the film, I just happen to know these two. Uh, I mean, I, I know Patty very well, and I'm excited about working with uh, with Joaquin and uh, and uh, um, because they're they're two people that my 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 particular character. That's what I'll be working with close. But um, and before that, I get to go to the Venice Film Festival for the a world premiere of Doom. Oh, so, that's going to be oh so cool. That so yeah. That's going to be so cool. Yeah, man. I'm yeah, so man. jealous. In Venice, Italy for, for Doom and then come back and go to Montreal and, and shoot an Ari Aster film. So, You're going to be pretty busy. That's, that's going to be amazing. That's crazy. Okay. You're living the life. I have one, personally, one last question. Interesting. He seems very excited. Yes, I'm very excited for this question. (laughs) Do you have anything, did you get to keep anything from any projects that you've been in, specifically Dune? (laughs) (laughs) 
Man, <laughs> let me put it to you this way. I can't tell you <laughs> if I did because I would have done it unofficially. All right? <laughs> oh, that's so I, I can't answer that question. Of course I of course I didn't take anything from him. How would I? Why would I ever do such? Yeah, why would I yeah that's that's that? stealing. That's so wrong. You can't do something like that. Not at all. No. <laughs> that is so funny. Okay, oh that's, you know what, that is a completely sufficient That is answer. a perfect answer. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, it's like when Chris, Chris Hemsworth was like, I didn't steal any hammers, but he has like five of them throughout his house. That's all I had to get out, yeah. All I, right. It was, it was amazing having you on the cast. Thank yes. you so much. You honestly do not understand how much this means to both me and Jack. Uh, for any listeners out there, if you want to contact us, just feel free to comment in the YouTube section below. Follow us on Instagram at Mediac Podcast. And also on Twitter at Mediac Podcast. I think it switched it over. Uh, we're going to be more active on there. We got a, me- uh, a media manager and one of our friends who's going to be posting more whenever we upload and stuff like that. And uh, just stay tuned. It's, it's exciting. Yes. Uh, thank you guys for watching. Thank you so much, Mr. Henderson, for being yes. on our podcast. And Absolutely. we'll see you guys I next week. Appreciate it. See Great you guys next week. It. All right, guys.